From Happy Cat Studios in Indianapolis, Indiana, it's time for the Rick's Rambles podcast for the week of February 20th, 2023. Sit back, relax, let's get right into our fun facts of the week. Fun facts. And today's fun facts are about a TV show I know that many of my friends love because we're all kind of in the same age range, and that's The Love Boat. Ten fun facts about The Love Boat. Number one, The Love Boat was based on an earlier TV hit, Love American Style. The Love Boat was unique for TV that time because it wasn't a typical sitcom or sketch comedy. It showed multiple vignettes inside one episode every week, featuring the comic and romantic misadventures of the crew of the ship and its changing groups of passengers. It features an anthology formula that was based on the earlier show Love American Style. Number two, The Love Boat was based on a book. The show wasn't all fiction. It is actually based on reality. The Love Boat was actually based on a book entitled The Love Boats by Geraldine Sanders. This 1974 book is a series of revealing anecdotes from Sanders, who had a decade-long career in luxury ships as a cruise director and hostess. In this book, she wrote about her experiences and run-ins with passengers, crew members, and exotic destinations, as well as real-life romances she witnessed on the job. Number three, I either didn't know or had completely forgotten this, it was three TV movies before it became a series. Before The Love Boat became a hit TV show, ABC tested it first by creating TV movies as pilots. The Love Boat, 1976, The Love Boat 2, 1977, and then The New Love Boat in 1978. The last TV movie was the pilot for the finalized series. Number four, only three of its actors appeared in every episode of the series. The series lasted nine seasons, and only Gavin McLeod, Captain Steubing, Bernie Capel, who was the doctor, and Ted Lange, the bartender, appeared in all 250 episodes. Fred Grandy, who played the porter, or the purser, was in every episode except the last four. Number five, the show had a strong connection with the Brady Bunch. The Brady Bunch stars Robert Reed and Florence Henderson's guest starred in the show, but not as Mike and Carol Brady. Florence Henderson is the Iron Woman of the Love Boat as she played nine different characters who got aboard the Pacific Princess. During one of her guest stints, Robert Reed was also there. In a memorable scene, the show let them acknowledge their sitcom past as their two characters pass each other in the hallway and share a knowing glance. Number six, Charlie's Angel made a crossover episode with The Love Boat. I don't remember this at all. In 1979, ABC's Charlie's Angels, which is also one of Aaron Spelling's projects at the time, made a crossover with The Love Boat in a two-part episode called The Love Boat Angels. Who remembers that? I sure don't. Number seven, the show was filmed on a real boat with actual passengers. The Love Boat is set on two real cruise ships, the Pacific Princess and the Island Princess. Those boats are identical. While shooting was happening, these two boats were actually on cruise and actual passengers played as extras in the scenes. Because it was known to be a shooting location, both these cruise ships would always sell out. However, not all scenes were always shot on the boat. Like many sitcoms, some scenes were mostly shot in the studio that created the look of the dining hall, the cabin, or the ship's hallway. Number eight, fans of the show were invited to set sail on the boat during filming. Fans could shell out for tickets so they could sail alongside their cast and crew. Those tickets ran from $3,300 to about $8,500. Who sang the theme song for the final season? Well, you may recognize the voice. It was Dionne Warwick. And who wrote that theme song? Well, none other than... Paul Williams. And lastly, 
Big fashion personalities turn down appearances on the fashion episode. Who remembers the fashion episode? I remember that. In a two-part episode from 1981, some famous fashion designers like Halston, Gloria Vanderbilt, Jeffrey Bean, and Bob Mackey boarded the ship to attend a fashion festival in Mexico. But before that happened, Ralph Lauren, Giorgio Omani, and Calvin Klein were asked but declined to appear on the show. There you have it, some fun facts about the TV show, The Love Boat. This week's good news story is about an extraordinary act of human endurance rowing solo across the Atlantic Ocean. A 23-year-old woman just set the Talisker Challenge record for the fastest solo row across the Atlantic. Departing from the Canary Islands on the 10th of December, Miriam Payne rowed 59 days, 16 hours, and 36 minutes before arriving in Antigua last Friday. This extraordinary feat was accomplished to raise money for the East Yorkshire charity Wellbeing of Women and mind. She raised about $314,000 for women's issues. The last 8 to 10 miles were actually really hard, Payne said. It's that point where you know you're almost there and you've almost done it, but you just have to finish it off. Eight miles is nothing in the grand scheme of 3,000 or so miles, but it felt like the longest of the entire trip. The event was the Talisker Whiskey Atlantic Challenge, described as one of the toughest endurance events on Earth. No support is allowed. All food, water, and all other necessities must be brought along on your boat. Sleep deprivation. Hallucinations, hunger, and the ultimate test of body and mind will be balanced by sighting incredible marine life, witnessing the breaking of a new day, and sunsets that cannot be viewed by land. Payne rode 15 hours each day alone in the vast Atlantic Ocean during 90-degree days with strong winds. She spent Christmas Day rowing and during parts of the journey was closer to the crew on the International Space Station than any other human being. That is amazing, and it shows you just how how remote the ocean can be. Week before last, I thought I wasn't going to get the record anymore because the wind dropped and I was just going nowhere. There was one day where I rode for 18 hours and I got less than 10 miles and that was so demoralizing. I could just feel the record slipping away. She felt though that she received a burst of energy when approaching Antigua she could hear the screams from her family and friends who were waiting for her. She finished and got the record and raised a lot of money for women's charities. Not all of us can row across the Atlantic. Not all of us have the desire to try something like that but I'll just bet each and every one of us has something we can do to make a little change in the world. And no change is insignificant. Your good news story for today. It's almost hard for me to believe that I've been doing the Rick's Rambles podcast every week for the last two, almost two and a half years. I started this when a pandemic was going on and I was trying to help people feel a little bit more connected and bring a little positivity and sunshine into folks' lives. And I've been very blessed to be able to do that. And the only way that happens is because of you who have been so faithful to share it on your social media, let folks know what you're listening to. You tune in week after week, and I want you to know that you are appreciated. If you would like to support the podcast, there's three main ways you can do that. One, as I mentioned before, just share it on your social media and let folks know what you're listening to. Number two, you can buy me a cup of coffee. I'll put a link to the Buy Me a Coffee site in the show notes, or I've partnered with a company called My Follow, who sells wildlife tracking bracelets. These are fantastic. My wife and I both have them. It's a company that supports wildlife conservation and positive internet content. You can buy a bracelet for yourself. You can buy one for a gift. They are really, really fun 
fun to open that app up on your phone and see where your sea turtle is today or your elephant in Africa or your shark or penguin or lion. They really are lots of fun. I'll put a link to that also. Once again, you are appreciated. Sometimes when I'm researching for this podcast, I go down a rabbit hole and spend a lot of time on it. Usually when I go down those rabbit holes, I spend more time than I intend researching something, and that's okay. I have so many friends that are, like me, big fans of classic movie monsters and classic horror movies, and I thought I would do a piece on the top 10 classic movie monsters. Are you ready? Here we go. Number 10 from 1932, Imhotep the Mummy from Universal Studios. What a great character this was. I do love that movie. I'm not sure it would place in my top 10, but still, I see how popular this is. From 1958, we get number 9, The Blob. I love that movie. It is everything a 1950s science fiction movie should be. It's campy. It's unexpected. And stars Steve McQueen and Anita Corsat, who played Helen Crump in The Andy Griffith Show. What a great movie. Number 8, Count Orlock. This probably would be number two on my list. Count Orlock, of course, is from 1922, the movie Nosferatu. If you have never seen that movie, I highly recommend you watch it. It is fantastic. No list of classic horror movies or movie monsters would be complete without mentioning Vincent Price. And at number seven, we've got The Fly. And I will have to say, I'm not a fan of monster movie remakes. I don't like any of the Godzilla remakes, but the Jeff Goldblum remake of The Fly is absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. Number six, Phantom of the Opera. My wife got to see Phantom live in New York City. She says that was an incredible experience. Number five, Lon Chaney Jr. as the Wolfman. Love that movie. Number four, Godzilla that I have already mentioned. Number three, King Kong. It's hard to believe that movie turns 90 years old this year. Made in 1933. What a great movie and one of the best closing lines in any movie. Number two, Count Dracula. Uh, the night. 1931 version, and of course, Bela Lugosi is synonymous with Dracula, and he is Dracula. He was even buried in his Dracula cape. I have to say, though, I think Frank Langella captures the spirit of the book better than Bela Lugosi did. I know that is <laughs> a little controversial, but I do think that. Well, before I get to number one, here's a few that also made it to the list from 1954, The Creature from the Black Lagoon. That actually would be like number two or three on my list. Uh, Gamera, The Zombies from the Night of the Living Dead kind of started that whole zombie thing. The Invisible Man, Audrey from The Little Shop of Horrors, and the giant ants from the movie Them, which is being remade, by the way. I'm interested to see what they might do with that, but I don't have my hopes set real high. And number one, voted on several different polls across the internet, the number one classic movie monster what do you think it is? It is Frankenstein's monster. Not Frankenstein, that was a doctor, but Frankenstein's monster. Let me know what some of your favorite movie monsters are. And it's time for our special days for this week. Today, the 20th, of course, is President's Day. It's National Cherry Pie Day, National Clean Out Your Bookcase Day, and it's National Muffin Day. Tuesday, the 21st, is International Pancake Day. It's Mardi Gras, and it's National Paxi Day. Wednesday, the 22nd, is Ash Wednesday. It's National Margarita Day, and it's National Wildlife Day. Thursday, the 23rd, National Banana Bread Day, and it's National Chili Day. Boy, I do love me some chili. Friday, the 24th, Fourth is National Tartar Sauce Day. 
National Tortilla Chip Day, and it's National Trading Cards Day. Saturday the 25th is National Chocolate-Covered Peanuts Day, and it's National Clam Chowder Day. And we'll wrap up the week on Sunday the 26th with National Pistachio Day, and it's National Set a Good Example Day. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Rick's Rambles podcast. I hope you've had as much fun listening as I have putting these together. Be sure to share it on your social media. Let folks know what you're listening to. And until next week, be kind to as many people as you can as often as you can. We'll start right now. We'll make the world a better place.